And a reminder that this is Garlic Fries and Baseball, guys. We come at you every week, the Giants fan podcast by Giants fans for Giants fans. And we will do this throughout the offseason as well. So make sure you're subscribed so that you don't miss an episode. Check it out. Farhan was put absolutely on the hot seat by certain members of the media, including um, our own producer, Sam, when it got to the idea of money. So first and foremost, Farhan, are you feeling pressure to actually go make that big move? We're not going to judge ourselves by the offseason headlines, but obviously making headlines in the offseason could be really impactful in that goal of making the playoffs in 2023. So we are already kind of hard at work. And, you know, like I mentioned, I think there's multiple ways for us to get better, whether it's our own internal players, whether it's by trades and whether those trades are for established veteran players or younger players that we think can step in and provide some of the athleticism that we're looking for. We just don't see it as a let's go win the offseason type situation. We view it as our fans expect a winning team, which we didn't deliver this year. And so we have to go back to the drawing board and explore every channel to get better. So so I expect this to be really active this offseason. As people mentioned, we do have the flexibility to be involved in, you know, every possible option on the table. But, you know, our goal is when we get to spring training, when opening day starts in 2023, we feel like we've got a playoff caliber team out on the field. And, and that's going to drive everything we do this offseason. Hey, I dig the way he connected dots here because what he said was we're not chasing headlines. We're chasing the playoffs, hmm. but we also think some headlines might be what gets us to the playoffs. <laughs> so I think that first of all, that's an intricate way of answering this. But again, uh, he, he's, he's telling you what, what their mindset is right now. And so this kind of aggression, like with each answer that you listen to, it gets you excited, and, and I know that when you're excited, you're set up for disappointment as well. Um, but, you know, I always think when you hear answers like that, it just makes me go, look, they're, they're further along than we are. They know more than we do. They've been talking to the agents. I feel like they, they've got to be encouraged that they are going to be on a short list yes. for, for a very short list of people. I mean, it feels like the back channeling has begun months ago and yep. the, the Giants already know they're in the mix. And you know what? It's better than where they were two years ago, because even when the Bryce Harper thing was going down, I never truly felt like they were in the mix. Like I wanted to believe, but it felt like he was using us to get that 12th and 13th year. You know what I mean? Like we were a Scott Boris pawn, whereas this time around, and, and maybe I'm wrong again, it, it doesn't feel that way. The other thing I would say is, did the Giants win the offseason in 2010? Now, I understand. It's it's a completely different era, and it was a totally different time. Like, they brought in Aubrey Huff and Juan Uribe, a bunch of afterthoughts to yep. supplement with the team that they had going, and it was trending in the right direction, but nobody knew it would net what it netted. Last year, going into that year, I had no idea they were going to win 100-plus games and be one of the greatest Giants regular season teams of all time. Can they still, without landing the big fish, have a monster offseason? Of course they can. Yes. Of course yes. they can. And I think that's the point that he was trying to get through. Well, listen, winning the offseason, you want to know when we've talked about it, <laughs> yes. who won the offseason last year? The Texas Rangers. Yep. And they won 68 baseball games this year. They won 68 baseball games, and their president of baseball ops, their Farhan, has been relieved of his duties. Yep. So, yeah, I don't want to win the offseason – 
I want to win the season. Yeah. And he dropped in the word athleticism, the oh, athleticism that. that we're looking for, yeah. which has got to just feel like music to everybody's ears because uh, I just think we're done watching six foot four, 235 pound people go from first to second on a base hit to left, and then from second to third on a base hit to right, and then watching a strikeout and getting a zero posted in the inning. Like that, that has got to be a thing of the past with this baseball team. A hundred percent. And then I also think not only is the base running just so huge in this day and age, there's going to be more balls in play. I don't know how many, 5% more, 10% more in terms of up the middle. You're going to have more first to third opportunities. You're going to have more second to home opportunities, but in the corners of this outfield with the divisions that are in the NL, meaning the, the, the ballparks and the dimensions that they have, you got to have guys that can fly. Like you just, you yes. just have to. And so that's, that's gotta be a, a point of emphasis, not just to get a slugger. You got to get a guy who can play defense out there as well. Yeah. I mean, when, when you, I'm sure they are enamored yeah. with Trey Turner, uh, yeah. not just you, you take him from the Dodgers. He's a great baseball player. He's athletic. Yeah. He's athletic. He's going to beat you down the line. He's going to, you know, do those cool viral slides on Twitter, yes. whatever. You know what I mean? Yes. There needs to be a lot more of that. Okay. Now this one was from producer Sam and he and I connected on this before okay. the Farhan presser. I said, Hey Sam, go ask that guy. If they believe they always should be a top 10 payroll in baseball mm. because I believe they should be. And I this agree. year they fell to 13. And to me, there's a little A to B. It's not like I need the stat of being top 10, but we know that spending is in some way correlated with winning. And and, and here in market five, uh, with the background they have, they should be one of the top 10 payrolls all of the time. So Sam went and asked Farhan, well, should you be in the top 10 next year? Here's his answer. I guess you're asking me about sort of dimensions that I don't really see as as goals for the organization. It's not our goal to be sort of in the top 10. I know you're not saying that, but I just don't think about it that way. Our goal is to be certainly one of the top 10 teams in baseball, and one of one of the top 12 and be in the playoffs. And, and that's going to drive things. And, and again, going back to talking about what the payroll process looks like. You know, we look at our finances, we come up with a target, and then, you know, we adjust from there as opportunities present themselves. So if there are those opportunities and it pushes our payroll up to a level beyond what it's been the last couple of years, I think we'll we'll certainly have that support from ownership and they've said so publicly. I, I think we're prepared to be in that area, but it's going to come down to the opportunities that, that we have. And, and if we do have those opportunities and feel we can execute on them, we know we'll have support from ownership. Okay, so he answered it in a way that I knew he would partially, which is we're not chasing a stat here. We're not trying to be top 10, and we're certainly not going to pigeonhole ourselves to that. But I wanted to know kind of what their thought process was with regard to payroll, and that's really interesting where they do actually sit down and come up with a number. They write a number down on a piece of paper, like that's our budget. But then – willing to adjust from there as opportunity arises, which where, you know, my mind immediately goes to Aaron judge and says, I'm betting that he may not fit in what you write down on a piece of paper, but you'd be willing to rip the piece of paper in half. If Aaron's willing to say yes to you. 
Yeah, and I would like a little follow-up in terms of – because you want them to be fiscally responsible, right? You, right. you don't want to have a Frank McCourt Dodger situation, right? You just don't want to have that. But at the same time, I want to know how tied to uh, the revenue they are in terms of attendance, in terms of merchandise. Like, how does fielding a competitive club help that bottom line increase payroll? Does that make sense? I, I, I'm very interested to see how those two are correlated. Well, I, I, I tell you why it's important, whether they look at it that way or not, we do. Yes. You know, they, that's the Absolutely. important thing. There is an issue here that is building. Absolutely. The Giants, the Giants finished with less than two and a half million fans in the building for the first time in a really long yeah. time. And we have now graduated out of, I'm not going to say the pandemic's over, we have graduated out of the time in our lives where you can use that as a reason or an excuse if you're not filling up your building. So if you're going to keep charging what you're charging for parking and beer and nachos and whatever, just tickets, if you're going to keep doing that, the, the team, and I believe they do, has got to know we are making that connection. Mm -hmm. If you're going to ask me to pay this, then you better give me that. And that can't be a platoon with Lamont Wade. It has, yes, to, be, yes. it has to be Aaron Judge or, or yes. something that I really am excited to go see. And then it also, right, like a winning baseball team. It has Absolutely. to be Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and to, to further your point, I look at it, look, it, it, is it sports? Of course it is, but baseball, maybe as much as basketball is about entertainment as well. Do I want to tune into this television product and spend my hard earned money? If it's a bunch of characters, I don't care about what's, what's that dead man walking the zombie show that everybody watches on AMC. That's oh. terrible. Uh, uh, the Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Okay. Yes. You know why The Walking Dead got boring? Because it's the same show every single day, every single week, week after week after week. And we kind of knew and we were tired of some of the characters. Why was Game of Thrones so compelling? Tons of compelling characters that you absolutely loved. And you had no idea who was going to be there or not. And it was thrilling to follow the entire time. Now, I'm not saying that that's how this team should be run, but there is an element of entertainment. When your kids go to the game, Mark, Hey, buy an old Will Clark jersey from 30 right. years ago. Like, that's the only guy they want to see. Seriously. So, yeah, I, I just need a little something, something to draw me in the tent is where I'm going. Are you suggesting that if somebody strikes out three times, they kill them off and they're not allowed to come back? Is that it? will put their head on a spike in yeah. dead center field near all the pennants that are waving in the wind. I know a lot of people are nodding their head right now. Like, yeah, that's actually not, uh, that's not a terrible <laughs> idea. Uh, you boot a ball at second, you got to do the walk of shame. <laughs> well, by the way, it's one of the reasons the Zach Littell thing I know. actually felt like one of the best reality show moments of the season, even though it didn't really matter. It was like Zach Littell stood up and, and pounded his chest and they're like, you're out. Yeah. Not only are you out of the game, you're off the team and you <laughs> might not be coming back like they did. They killed him off. I know it's crazy. And like, I look at it this way and Mark on your point of like compelling. I love Camilo Duvall. He doesn't really do anything that's energetic. He's actually the quite opposite of what Brian Wilson was. Brian Wilson, 3-2. He's screaming and yelling. He's sweating through his cap. After he strikes you out, he's screaming into the dugout. He's doing the X and pointing to the sky. 
Camilo Duvall's like, huh, you know, it's yeah. a Tuesday. You know what I mean? Like the heart doesn't move. Logan Webb, kind of the same thing. I'm not knocking them, but I got to have some compelling on this team at some level. Like somebody's got to have a pulse. Well, i tell you what, uh, Camilo's at least going to speed up next year because yes. this clock is going to make him. So uh, it should be different uh, next year for sure. Uh, but of course, what we're actually talking about are some of the names on the back of the jersey. So who will be here next year? Uh, one more from Farhan and the type of player he is looking to target this year. One of the things that we've really tried to do in the last couple of off seasons is pursue players that we had a good feel and sense of their desire to be giants. And some of that is our ability to convince players that this is a great place to play, which we all you know, genuinely believe. Some players don't take that much convincing. Others take a lot more. I mean, you know, one of the reasons we have targeted Bay Area natives over the last couple of years is because we know how much they love playing here. A lot of them grew up rooting for the Giants and to be able to put that uniform on is, you know, really special for them and, you know, sometimes brings out even a higher level of performance. Well, well, well. Sometimes we target players who are from the area who grew up Giants fans gee I, I i wonder what kind of path he's trying to create there anybody in particular you might be able to think of all rise exactly. uh, yeah I, I think it's the judges chambers that's what we're trying to do and from a marketing standpoint here i mean mark we were just talking about compelling characters imagine the merch they sell oh. if they get 99 i mean i'm just from a marketing standpoint this is a larry bear dream I don't even know why New York hasn't gone further into this. You know, you've got John Sterling, who, you know, all rise. I feel like the way San Francisco is and so different from New York, if a team started winning, I mean, think about this now as a city, this is a group that has put on let Timmy smoke shirts. Uh -huh. This is a, this is a group that put Panda hats on Milkman. In, in, in the middle of games. Why would we not all be – like, 100%. why would you not have a judge robe night? Why would you not have, you know, uh, those wigs that used to be worn? You know, I Like, all kinds of things uh, that, 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 that we could do in terms of marketing. And so I'm with you. Larry Bear um, is probably counting the days to the Aaron Judge meeting whenever they get it. And I'm going to tell you this right now. If they land, let's just say hypothetically, and it feels – Look, it feels like a long shot. If they land him, Buster Posey immediately jumps up into the Jerry West pantheon for yeah. San Francisco Giants fans in terms of being able to close the deal. Like, whether he had any impact or not, he will get all the runoff on that. I mean, if they get Aaron Judge... I will order the 99 jersey yesterday. And if I'm Aaron, I have Buster sitting next to me at that welcome press conference because how, uh, like, how could you do a better job of ushering exactly. yourself in if they, if they do it? Look, I'm not trying. I'm with you. It is way less than 50-50 likelihood. Yes. I still think he probably ends up wearing a Yankee jersey for, for his life. However, if he leaves, I'm putting the Giants – in the driver's seat, absolutely. And I do think, I mean, I really think there's only three teams in this. Who I are really they? do. It's the Yankees, Mets, and Giants. I, I'm and with I you. really think realistically, I would bet a lot of money that he is in one of on, in one of those three jerseys next year. I'm with you. And I just have this feeling after seeing the Bob Nightingale report, 
If they land judge, somebody else is coming. It's not a singular thing. This has got a basketball feel to it where when one guy went, he was whispering to one of the other dudes. It feels like a package deal. And maybe I'm just crazy and drinking the Kool-Aid, but my God, I have a feeling something big is going to happen. Even if it doesn't work right away, it is time for a shot across the bow of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Somebody needs to send a shiver through the spine of the absolute machine that is spitting out first place finishes in the NL West almost every year. The Giants are the team that is in position to do that this offseason, and it needs to be done. Yeah, that's well said. I'm so with you. I just I can't wait for the actual real offseason to begin. Well, and then- I'll tell you what. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I think the first order of business after seeing Strider get bought out, the pitcher for the Atlanta Braves, I wouldn't be surprised if in the coming two to seven weeks, we see something with Logan Webb, some sort of an extension announced. I I got a feeling he's their dude. And I think that that would be a really good way of locking in like, hey, we got Logan for the next X amount of years. I mean, look, he's backed up one good season with another. Why not Uh, make sure that guy's going to be around for a long time? It does make a whole lot of sense. Uh, we're not going anywhere either. We're going to be with you as all this stuff unfolds throughout the offseason. So make sure you are with us. For Joe Shasky, I'm Mark Willard on Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys.